Welcome to the Homeschool Unlocked podcast, the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity. So forget fear. You can inspire. You can guide your child. Homeschool Unlocked. It's not school. It's life. This is the big five zero. Fifty. What do you mean? Fifty. What? I mean half of a hundred. We are on our way. We're. On, this is half. This is episode fifty. This is episode fifty. And so, based on episode fifty, based on second week of twenty twenty four, I believe this knock knock joke is super appropriate. Are you ready, my love? I always love a good knock knock joke. Are you ready? Yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? Radio. Radio. Who? Radio. Not. Here I come. Yeah. That's right. It is January 10th. Hello. We are so happy to be with you today. We are Homeschool Unlocked. I'm Monica Aviles. I'm here with my husband, Jesus Aviles. We have six kids together, so we have been homeschooling from the very beginning. We have our youngest of seven all the way up to 20 years old, and it is our joy to come to you and remind you that Homeschool Unlocked, it's not school, it's life. So my love, what are we talking about today? Well, part of what I like doing is looking ahead. And here's why I think this is so helpful. I know that halfway through the year, there comes a time when we want to slow down, right? We just finished Christmas, we're getting back into the groove. And sometimes looking ahead to February or March, things can kind of seem to slow down. We are going to spend time talking about why we homeschool the way we homeschool. So today's episode, we're going to remind ourselves of some truths because we want to homeschool with confidence. We do not want to have regrets. We don't want to have fears. I could leave recording and then something happened and I feel already like, oh no, I'm I'm not doing enough or I'm failing. And so we're going to take these next two weeks to remind ourselves of what is most important as we build our homeschool environment. So for example, we have six kids, right? And so right now I'm only actively homeschooling four, but in that whole process, there is something that I am teaching all of them, even if how they, what I'm doing with them throughout the day or throughout the semester looks different based on their different needs and grade levels. But one thing that I'm modeling to them, that Jesus and I are modeling to them, is a love for learning. So we're trying to lay the foundation in our homeschool that education is enjoyable, that personal growth is something that you pursue your entire life. Jesus is actively doing that even as he's studying right now. So the kids see that in their dad. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm personally, you know, in school right now. So I'm constantly modeling for them this whole desire to learn. And for all of you that are homeschooling your children, I know, and they know as well, that you're learning at times this material in terms of the depth of that information along with them. Although, you know, you've obviously covered it before you've covered it with the kids. But if I can say, you know, we've kind of, ingrained in our children that the world's constantly moving right so it's dynamic so they too need to be dynamic and the only way to remain dynamic is is to have this concept running through your head that there's always something to learn right there's always adaptation and adjustments to make and so you know yeah i mean it it, the only constant is change so what we're trying to say is that you want to always be your best. You always want to bring out the best in others. You, you, but you, how do you do that? How do you always remain 
your best? How do you bring out the best in others? You have to be willing to constantly be growing and learning. And that's something that you're doing in your homeschool environment. I know there are times, I I know Jesus mentioned that you have maybe reviewed the material before presenting it to your kids, but sometimes you haven't. As a homeschool mom, you haven't. And so you're there and you're showing them, hey, I love learning so much. It's not something that I dread doing. So the remedy to this idea that the only constant is change, the only remedy to that, the only way you can appropriately address that fact is with another fact. You need to be a lifelong learner. That is the only way you're able to operate in an environment where change is the consistency, right? So that's the answer. That's your reply. Everything's always changing and moving. Great. That means you need to be forever a lifelong learner. Let me slide over to number two. Item number two improves this this concept homeschooling it it improves your problem solving ability right if things are changing then there are nuances and novelties put in front of you that you need to address trust me when i tell you creative problem solving will blossom right but also the application of of a problem solving procedure is in place right have a conversation about it pros or cons you take this approach or you take that approach right that is a sequence that is a process that you get a chance to apply right so if you teach your kids a certain manner okay okay you're faced with a problem ask yourself this ask yourself that consider this consider that right that is a process of approaching a problem Right. And so they're able to apply that. Right. When there's constant change, they get a chance to apply this systematic process in multiple locations. And aside from applying, we talked about it at the beginning. Right. Or just a little while ago, it produces creative problem solving. Many times your flow, your framework for addressing issues. This situation is kind of a little bit beyond that. So it allows you to be creative. So we got application of problem solving skills and also, you know, creative problem solving skills that are being built up. And when, when they do that, what they end up realizing is that whenever they do have a solution, now they have new questions, and now they have to go out and try to problem solve those new questions. So that's the, the problem is not so much having a problem. The frustration comes in having the same problems every day. Because if things are always changing, right, if, if the only constant is change. We know we're going to encounter problems. But as a mom, as a wife, as just me personally, what can drive me, what can frustrate me the most is when I keep on facing the same problems. Mm. And so what we should probably be more of hesitant or fearful about, I, mean, I don't want to say fearful, but we just want to be more aware about is we keep on facing the same problems. What am I doing that I keep on hitting the same roadblock? It could be with regards to my kids and it would be my younger boys right now, keeping their room tidy. Why we keep on having the same conversation? What do I need to do differently? Because I'm frustrating myself and I'm frustrating them. Now, okay, they tidy the room. We create a new way. I say new things. I help them. I set them up for success. They're cleaning their room now. Well, we're going to run into a new problem, right? This is life. But because we homeschool and we're developing in them the lifelong learning and the problem solving, it it's... It's something that we know that we're preparing them for life. It's so much more than just the academics. Um, Something else with regards to just 
remembering and laying the right foundation for homeschooling is having a positive attitude, right? Having a positive attitude towards learning and education. So when Jesus and I are showing them that we love to learn, well, they are catching us with that attitude. We can talk to them until we're blue in the face about, you know, you need to learn. But when they see us learning, when they see us putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations in terms of just stretching ourselves, right? It's not about doing something bad. It's about doing something good that's out of our comfort zone. Well, when they see us doing that, they realize that that's just, it's good. And it is more impactful to them when we're actually modeling it to them. And if I, and if I can add to that, you know, we we've heard it right. This is episode fifty. You've heard it in multiple tons of other episodes. Mind frame, mindset, right? When we're talking about the the the, the mind's position towards something new, if we're having a conversation on how do you approach something, like what's the right attitude, what's the right expectation, this is this concept, right? A positive attitude. Toward learning. Listen, we are modeling as homeschool parents every day, right? When we bring in our kids, they get to literally see it, right? They don't go someplace else for a season, for a time, and come back into it. I mean, they're witnessing it throughout throughout the day. There are changes that are inevitable. Thus, there's always learning opportunities to apply what is learned, right? Because kids tend to what? Learn what is caught, not necessarily what is taught. Kids, when they see us walk through difficulties, when they see us problem solve, when they see us become lifelong learners, they begin to form in themselves, right? Okay, hey, my parent, that's a, I caught that mindset. I, I caught that particular approach, right? Because you can yap at these kids all day, all night about problem-solving skills, problem-solving process and framework. Hey, you got to love learning. But it's when faced with change, with challenge, with difficulty, that application occurs. And if they see the application in us, and if they experience the application in themselves, which what you do is when you're together all day, every day, right? You get the experience that they catch it. It's caught. It's not necessarily taught. Yeah, we're, we're, we see ourselves as difference makers, and we're raising the next generation of difference makers. We realize that a lot of why people have a hard time trying something new is because it's unsafe. Most people, right? And that's how we grew up. And that was our thinking before is you want to be the best in in, in a, a nine to five kind of setting as an employee. Um, and that there's a place for that. However, most people, it's not that they find that completely fulfilling. It's just that it's safe. It's so much safer to go and you can have confidence in that environment, not realizing all the while that you're you're in the long run, you're still not safe, right? Because things change, companies get bought out, whatever it might be. And so we're trying in our small ways to show that to our children. The other day, last week, actually, I got a a text that appeared on my phone and immediately, I mean, just like, bam, I thought, oh no. And I said that out loud and Mila happened to be with me and I paused and I said, you know what? This is going to be a good message. I am not, this is going to be a good message. In fact, this is going to have some great news for me. And she looked at me because here I am having this little conversation with myself and I shared with her, hey, Mila, this is what's going on in my mind. The first thing I go to is a problem and I dread it. But 
I know something good. I'm going to look at it differently. And don't you know that, thank God, it worked out wonderfully. It was actually a super encouraging message. Um, And in that moment, though, she got to see me grow and talk to myself differently because that's so much of what is going on even in our kids' education, is how are they talking to themselves? How are they looking at situations? What are the thoughts running through their mind when something happens? We could sit here, and, and, I, and I, I understand there's a place to sit and talk specific curriculum and grade levels and different things like that, but that's, that's really not the, the foundation that is primary that you need to be laying in your homeschool environment. And so that's why January, right now, we're talking about this with you. The next concept I want to talk about is encouraging targeted study. I don't want you to confuse that with curiosity, right? The concept of curiosity for me is kind of like, you know, you uh, ask questions and you explore and you can kind of go all over the place and there's nothing like necessary. Like Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's funny. If you go into old school Curious George books, it says, it says something to the fact that I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. But it's something about, hey, basically you had Curious George, but there's a warning attached to that where curiosity unchecked can kind of like lead to like drama. And so I like to think of it as targeted study where, you know, you ask your questions, you explore and you seek knowledge actively, but, but you have a concept of where you want to go and what you want to study, right? Is this just a free for, I'm not just going to open the front of my door and say, you know what? I'm going to explore. Nah, that's a negative. I'm going to open up this particular door and I'm going to look at plants, right? See, there's a focus. There's a targeted attempt to study. So all of a sudden, this homeschool environment allows you to foster and encourage this whole targeted study approach, right? If there's something I want to learn, I can name it and I can go out and do it. So like in an assignment, for example, I think this may be what you're talking about, is if you're working on something, um, there's a freedom there that you don't have to hurry up and finish the assignment all the while very focused on the grade that you're trying to earn and then you have to just move on. You can, you're studying something, you're drawing something, you're learning about something, you can stop and say, how else can we think about this? What else, what, you know, what's another approach? And in that whole process, you have a, a target that you're looking at, but you're able to kind of slow down, think about something differently approach it in a different way. You don't have to worry about the same timeline that you would in a, in a different school setting. You don't have to worry about the grade. You can basically cultivate this whole, I wonder, you know, how many inventions have been discovered just by looking at something and wondering if it could be done differently. I remember the story of the, uh, it's actually a dad who developed Polaroid and it was something like his daughter wanted the picture right away. And so he started tinkering around and, and developed um, wow. the Polaroid f- film. So lots of different things. I mean, that's, and, and even just in our country, in America in general, we embrace that kind of innovative thinking. Yeah. So, so that kind of leads into the, maybe the fifth point. Yep. And, and we'll today. stop after this one. Yeah. We'll stop after this one. And we go over, you know, we have 10 total. We're going to go over the first five today. We'll, we'll do a little quick review at the end. But, but number five being we're developing critical thinking. Aside, if you go back, you know, cause we talked about, you know, 
improving problem-solving skills, right? But this is improving critical thinking. If we have this encouraging, targeted study piece, you are developing critical thinking skills, right? How do you think more carefully about something? If you go back into last episode where we kind of dove into the three wise men, right? And not just simply saw that as a quick little story in the whole infancy narrative of Jesus and just kind of moved on, right? Just, just let's just run right over that story and let's dive into Jesus's public ministry. If you spend some time and you think about that particular episode and you begin to ask yourself questions, you begin to critically think, hey, why is this story here? What was the main purpose of the story? Aside from simply telling me this narrative, what was his intent, right? And we talked about it last week. There's a little compare and contrast there. There's a, a bit of foreshadowing in this particular scene very early in, uh, in Jesus' life. So the concept of pursuing Jesus didn't, wasn't initiated uh, deep into the Gospels where the Pharisees and all these folks during Jesus' adult ministry said, let's go get this guy. He's blaspheming. He's doing this. The idea, the foreshadowing of pursuing Jesus to the death was right there in that infancy narrative, right? Following the three kings, we talked about it last week. Following the three kings, Herod came in and killed everybody in Bethlehem, every kid under the age of two, right? And so all of a sudden, this is that critical thinking. Why is this here? Let's just, it's just not, anything in script, everything in scripture has a purpose. Nothing is in there by accident. So you got to dive in there. So this is just a little application of, of critical thinking skills. But this is what we build in our kids. We're teaching our kids how to think, not what to think. And you can even do this with Aesop's fables, for example. You could read a fable and then ask, what if, for example, with the tortoise and the hare, what would happen if instead of a, a tortoise, uh, the story was about a a rabbit and a fox, or what would happen if the rabbit never took a nap? I mean, whatever it is, you're reading a story, you stop, you just change a couple of things, maybe a couple of characters, or you ask some questions about what would, how would, would things be different if, and you're developing just some critical thinking skills that can be done very simply. It's not necessarily that you're using a curriculum or that you're grading, but you are taking time. You're walking along alongside your child. So as you begin the second semester, enjoy. Remember, take a deep breath. Remember what foundation that you're laying. You're using those books and the curriculum as a tool, but they're not your taskmaster. And have fun as you foster lifelong learning you focus on problem-solving abilities and building a positive attitude all the while, you know, not curiosity, but targeted, what, what did study. you call it? Targeted study. Targeted study. And then developing your critical thinking skills with your children because homeschooling allows for a unique time of growing your children, but also yourself. Share this with somebody who... You want to put a smile on their face as they begin the second semester. Share, follow us, so that when people type in homeschool, we jump to the top of that list so they can get a vibe of us. We love you. God bless. Thank you for spending time with us today. Check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, homeschool unlocked. It's not school. It's life. <laughs>